Hey, I'm Ashley Waldbauer, and you're listening to Nevertheless, Shlee Persisted, a podcast slash audio diary where we prioritize gratitude and unpack why we keep on persisting. It's me, your girl, Shlee. Welcome back to another episode of Nevertheless, Shlee Persisted. Happy to be here. Can't believe this is my fifth episode now. Crazy shit. Um, Yeah, happy to be here. And let's just dig right into the gratitude list today because I need it, you know? Don't we all? (laughs) Okay. All right, first up on the list. Um, It is another food item. Big shock. Okay, one of my favorite things in the entire world is a soft pretzel. I'll say it. I'm a slut for a soft pretzel. Um, It's usually my go-to bar food um, if it's there. Um, Yeah, you can't go wrong with a soft pretzel. And um, a a good girlfriend of mine, um, shout out to Krista, she got me a soft pretzel making kit for my birthday and I still haven't used it and it's been on my bucket list to do for a really long time and so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it soon I promise you and I'll let you know how it is because I just love a soft pretzel you can't go wrong although I will say the ones in New York the ones in Times Square are literal cardboard styrofoam all of the above they suck so You've been warned if you're not in New York City and you come. Don't get it there. If you need another place, another rack, hit me up. Because, yeah, we don't we don't deal with the 42nd Street soft pretzels. Oh my god, I also completely forgot to tell you that I have an update on why Diet Coke tastes so good at McDonald's. I think it was in my second episode where I said Diet Coke specifically for McDonald's is superior and my good friend Nathan shout out to Nathan so many shout outs today um, but you all deserve it he texted me and said that the reason Diet Coke tastes best for McDonald's is that apparently they make their straws bigger so that more carbonation can touch your tongue and it affects the taste who knew not me but Nathan did so heck yeah Nathan shout out to you thank you for letting me know Alrighty, number two, another food item, because I can't be stopped, Um, poutine, which sounds not very good. Uh, If you don't know what it is, it's basically cheese curds, I think. Let me actually double check if that's right or not. Okay, yeah, so I was kind of correct. So poutine is a dish of French fries and cheese curds topped with brown gravy. Um, It's from Quebec. And it was apparently started in the late 1950s. Thanks, Google. Um, Yeah, it's so freaking good. I've had it on two occasions in New York, and both were bomb. Um, One was at, um, it was like the, was it Bryant Park Christmas Village thing? I don't know. I think it was Bryant Park. I could be really wrong about that, and I'm sure Matt will correct me later. But, yeah, so we had it there before we saw a show, which was great. Um, And then I recently had it at brunch the other day with friends and wow, just so freaking good. Except this one had like a fried egg on top of it as well, which just like chef's kiss all around. Um, And I'm not like a huge cheese person anyway. So yeah, I was kind of shocked that I liked it so much. But maybe it's because I'm like such a fry gal that the cheese was like just an added bonus. I don't know. 
Yeah, poutine rocks. I'll say it. Thanks, Canada. All right, number three, someone else showing you their space. I love this so much. I think it is such a fun um, way to get to know someone. And it's so cool to see so many different spaces, especially in New York where storage and space is so limited. Um, so it's really cool to see how different people um, match their different aesthetics or or style. Um, I think it can be a really vulnerable thing to show someone your space because you're like, hey, this is my home. Um, and so I just appreciate it every time someone shows me their space and is excited about it because I'm equally excited. Also, it's just a great way to get some inspiration um, where you're like, ooh, that's a nice way to store that thing. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> yeah. Number four. Four? I think it's four. Uh, it is seeing your friend shine. Uh, this was just brought on by a little gathering that I recently had with some of my friends from the ship. And it is just like so cool to see how far we've all come along in the past year. We're all doing just like such amazing things. And I love rooting my friends on and seeing them shine in so many different ways. I'm just a big fan of my friends, basically. And... I don't know, I think for the longest time I was such in a compare and despair headspace where seeing my friend's success, I was just like, why am I not doing that? Why am I not getting those opportunities? Um, but in the past couple of years, that mindset has really changed for me. And I guess I just realized that my friend's success is not my failure. I mean, we're all on different paths. We all will have different opportunities that come to us and that's really cool and special and why the heck would I not cheer my friends on because at the end of the day they're so special and I want to see them shine and they're going to do the same for me um, when it's my time uh, and it just I don't know brings me so much joy to see everyone kick ass and shine so we are leaving that compare and despair mentality in the past in 20 whatever but not 2023, baby. Number five, massages. Ooh, baby, do I love a good massage. So for Valentine's Day that just happened this week, um, Matt and I got a couple's massage. And wow, so much fun, life-changing. And it was so cute because um, this little spa, ZZ Day Spa, they have a east side and west side location, for your knowledge. Um, they like just like provided so many different cool things to like elevate the valentine's day experience so when we first got there we sat down for a hot second and had a drink and then they took us into the room for our massages which was just like so awesome and it was matt's first massage ever crazy i know um and then after they took us into the same room where we had the drinks and we had like a little cheesecake and chocolate platter and then they did this really cute thing where they brought out like a bunch of different soaps from like all around the world you can't see my <laughs> finger quotes but anyway all around the world and then we got to choose which three that we liked and got to take those home and then they gave us a rose and a little mug and it was just a really great experience overall 10 out of 10 probably the best valentines that i have ever spent so far 
Number six. Okay, this kind of goes hand in hand with number five, but it is mugs that have like cheesy slash cringy sayings on them. Like, you know, like the mugs that you can usually find in Goodwill or a thrift store. Well, I got this mug from the massage place and it's just so cringy, but I love it. It literally says, I'm yours, no returns. And it might be my new favorite mug now. Like, you know, do I cringe every time I drink from it? Yeah, but what a good way to, to wake up and to, to spend the morning. All right, number seven and last on the list for this week is rainy days when you know that you're going to spend them inside. I am a Pacific Northwest gal at heart and... Washington is very rainy and drizzly and it just when it rains here it reminds me of home a little bit at least like the like the little drizzle New York rain is like a whole different beast because like in Washington it just like drizzles a little bit like we have this joke where you can spot a tourist by their umbrella because usually just like Washingtonians just like buck up and wear a a raincoat with a hood um And I definitely cannot do that in New York City. But I love the rain, but more importantly, I like being inside when it rains so I can just, you know, watch it and cuddle up and watch a movie or read a book. And I don't know, it's just really soothing. I also love, love the sound of rain and I love the smell of when it first rains too. I get that more in Washington than I get in New York, but that's probably because of all the trash on the road, you know? (laughs) It's the little things, people. And that's my gratitude list for the week. Now, I do want to say that I had to catch myself this week while making this gratitude list because I wrote a gratitude point um, out of malice, I guess is how I would say. Um, And I just want to discourage you from doing what I did. Like, I wrote specifically, like, eye contact because I was talking to this group of people that I was meeting for the first time and I felt like no one saw me I guess which is you know fine new people whatever but I put that on my gratitude list and I took a a step back from it and came back later when I'm doing this podcast and was like Ashley you don't need that on your list because that's not something that you're actually grateful for that's just something that you were like mad about and you're like and pitch a fit about so um I just want to encourage you to be aware of that because it can happen and thus why it did not make my gratitude list this week because it came from a spot that I don't like sometimes you just gotta check your gratitude attitude you know what I mean We're not perfect, that's okay that that happened, and I caught myself, and now I'm sharing my imperfections with you because I am a recovering perfectionist, Uh, if you didn't know from last week. Woohoo! And with that being said, we're going to talk about some of my thoughts that I've been having through the week, and honestly, I feel like this episode is going to be a little bit of a part two to my uh, recovering perfectionist episode from last week. So today we're going to talk about good old imposter syndrome. Buckle up folks, we're in for some kind of ride. <laughs> Hopefully not a bad one, just an open and honest one. <laughs> so I actually changed, you know, the topic that I was going to chat with you all about this week last minute because I had a little situation where imposter syndrome was just full-fledged and hit me really hard. 
So what is imposter syndrome? Great question. I'm here to answer it with a definition because I love those. So imposter syndrome is a psychological occurrence in which a individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Super happy, right? So this came to be because I was working on a self-tape this week um, and I was really unhappy with the way that I was singing this one really hard song. (laughs) If you know the musical theater canon, I was working on the narrator in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which in my personal opinion, I think is one of the more difficult female vocal tracks. Um, she is literally all over the place. Her range has to be insane. And I was working on this song, specifically Potiphar, if you know that song. Um, and it goes really, really freaking high. It's a high belt. It is just a feat. And I was really getting in my head about it because I guess I'll say it now, but I'm going on a contract later this spring to do the narrator at a different theater. And this was really my first time kind of touching the material and imposter syndrome just hit me hard because I was really, really down on myself. The negative self-talk hit really hard. And I just kept thinking, if I can't do this now for a self-tape, how the hell am I going to do it in a couple months on stage? Basically, the fear of failure just like completely took over and it really affected how I approach the self-tape. And it honestly affected my entire day, which sucks. It honestly felt like I was going back to square one with my perfectionist self because I I feel like I've honestly grown so much, um, especially with self-tapes. Oh, and I'm sorry, I probably should explain what a self-tape is for those who are not actors. So a self-tape is basically when you film yourself doing the material for the role that you're submitting for so they can get a better feel on how you would be in said role. Anyway, I've done a lot of work on myself and my self-tape process where I try to stick to the five-take rule where I just do five takes of whatever song or side and stick to that and don't do more because I don't want to blow up my voice and I don't want to overthink every moment or beat that I'm acting. And with this self-tape, that completely went out the window. I wasn't happy with what I was doing. And honestly, I wasn't happy at the end either. I just like finally got to the point where where I took the tape, where I hit the note the best, (laughs) which was still not great in my perfectionist eye. Funny enough that we were just talking about comparing and despairing because the narrator in Joseph is similar to Elphaba and Wicked in the sense that a lot of powerhouse singers have tackled this role. Not to the same extent by any means, but I kept comparing myself to past narrators. And I kept bringing up like Shoshana Bean when I was talking to Matt about how frustrating the whole process was. And I just wanted to sound like her because she's so good, but I am clearly not Shoshana Bean. (laughs) Duh. So why the heck am I comparing my narrator to hers? Because we are going to be completely different. And I definitely should have known better because that was the, like, one of the main things that I learned throughout my time being in Six the Musical as a Swing. Because Six is all about 
taking the character and making it your own. So, for example, the gal who is playing Bolin, um, who I adore, shout out to L'Oreal, love you so much, you're a gem, you're a star, um, her Bolin is going to be completely different than mine. And ours were very opposite, and that's awesome and so cool that we can bring ourselves to these roles. So I knew that. I know that. But it was definitely a moment where I went back to square one, where I completely forgot all of the things that I have learned in my career thus far and all of the growth that I have made. But that being said, in this case, I let the imposter syndrome, the perfectionist, win. But now I'm taking the time to reflect on it and taking the time to figure out why my brain went back to square one. Once again, this perfectionist mindset is an uphill battle. It doesn't just like change over a day where you're just like, I'm going to stop being a perfectionist now. That's just not how that works because our brains don't work that way. Thank you, cars in the background. Anyway, I finished that self-tape feeling like an imposter and feeling like there was no way that I was going to be able to achieve this role and give the performance that I wanted to. And I let it affect my mood for the rest of the day, which is something that I hate and something that I've also been working really hard on because I am not my work and it's healthy to separate yourself from your work because I'm not just an actress. I am a human being, people, and I am more than my performance. So after my shitty self-tape, I went down a really fun little mental spiral, woohoo, and was just kind of reflecting on this industry and reflecting on imposter syndrome as a whole and why I felt this way. And it makes sense that we're so hard on ourselves, especially as artists, because we are constantly receiving criticism, not just from ourselves, but from creatives, from people on the other side of the table, from people that are looking at your work. So no wonder we're critiquing ourselves probably 10 times harder. But I am here to remind you and myself that perfection does not mean I'm cured or I'm fixed. I'm also doing air quotes around those things again. Perfectionism is not the goal. When in reality, my value is not being perfect. My value is being imperfect. Because a perfect actor or a perfect artist would honestly be pretty boring. Because these characters that we're tackling are also imperfect human beings. And if you're feeling some of the things that I'm feeling, I just wanted to let you know that I'm here for you. And I am telling people that I know what it feels like to feel like shit. And we're all just trying to figure out the best ways to keep living in imperfection. I'm here to remind you to give yourself grace, especially in this weird season that we're all in. Continue to take care of yourself. Remember that you are not your work. You are so much more than that. I've written these things down in my journal and I read them every morning now because I refuse to, to let imposter syndrome win. And honestly, it shows up in so many different facets of my life, not only as an actor, but also as a graphic designer because I taught myself how to graphic design off of YouTube and I don't feel like I match up to the people that I went to school for and blah, 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 blah. There's so many different areas that this can apply to. But here's a reminder that you are valuable, that you deserve to be here, and you deserve to be in these spaces. You are not an imposter. Dang it. 
And to bring things full circle, at the end of the day, when it comes to me performing this role in the future, number one, I know that I have time. I don't have to be perfect right now. I'm not even in rehearsals yet for this show, so chill out, Ashley. But number two, like I have such a strong support system. I have a great voice teacher that I'll be able to bring this material to, thank God, because I just, I'm, I can't do it on my own, and that's okay. Something also that's really hard for me to wrap my brain around, I, it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to sit with where you're at in life, as a human, as a performer. I worked hard on that self-tape, and I gave it everything I got, and that's all that I can control. Because, once again, if I was perfect at everything, then there would be no room for growth. My imperfections rock and are beautiful, and they are what make me uniquely me. So, those are my thoughts of the week. A little part two to my recovering perfectionist slash imposter syndrome chat. We're still working on it, people, and that's great. And I think this was a really good check-in moment for me because I haven't had one of these moments in a hot second, which is great, but um, also a nice little reality check with where I'm at. So here's to continuing to grow and to check in with yourself and give yourself some grace because you've been working really, really freaking hard. Anyway, I hope this helped in some way, shape, or form. And if you feel the same way, please, please reach out and let me know. Um, You are not alone. I am right here with you. So keep creating, keep putting yourself out there, um, and keep shining, my dudes. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. uh, And I will see you next week when we chat about something else, hopefully not pertaining to perfectionism. Okay, bye!